Welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast. We have another great artist on today. Local for me, not really local for you guys. Her name is Gracie York. She's out of Texas, uh, North Texas. She's up and coming um, and like seriously, seriously on the verge of like really blowing up in the Texas uh, music industry here. Um, But before we get to her, Brian, you got something for the people listening. I sure do. We have teamed up with our friends over at Southern Creek Clothing. They are an outdoor apparel company founded in 2019. Southern Creek Clothing prides themselves on quality Southern apparel and great customer service. They are offering a special discount to all of our listeners to use the code TGCountry for 20% off on their website. Yeah, and you can see what that looks like up on our website. We got a couple of photos with them on our Instagram, all that stuff, but that is TGCountry, 20% off at Southern Creek Clothing. You can find them at southerncreekclothing.com. And Hunter, you have something else that you want to plug. Yeah, there's this really cool new app that's becoming more popular now. It's called Clubhouse. Um, Brett and I just recently joined it. Um, It's great for up-and-coming singer-songwriters or really anybody for networking. Um, It's kind of an audio-only app where there's just some rooms and you can ask the moderators anything they want. Um, So yeah, you can go ahead and follow me at Hunter Baxter. That's my whole name. And then um, Brett, if you want to tell us about what your um, handle is B Gibbon zero four. Yeah. Go follow him too. And then um, if you're an up and coming singer songwriter, hit us up for an invite to the app and we can help get you on there. And then we'll chat with you while we're on there too. Yeah. And a whole bunch of people join and listen and we'll just, we'll just shoot BS on there. It's yeah, a cool app, seriously. Yeah. And a lot of people are just still trying to figure it out too. It's that new. So yeah, not a sponsor. Um, no, not at all. But Hunter is a huge advocate. Super cool. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, get into our interview. Here is Gracie York. All right, welcome everyone back. I'd like to welcome on a rising Texas artist uh, from my current neck of the woods. Her name is Gracie York. Gracie, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you all? We're good. Excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Awesome. Um, to get started, tell us about tell us about yourself, early influences, and how you got started in the music industry. So about, I would say about a year and a half ago, I, I mean, I've been doing music my entire life, singing and playing guitar, and that's always been my favorite thing to do. Um, but I did an open mic. I really didn't want to do it, actually. I was very nervous, but people there were like, just get up and go do it. It was at a place called Thirsty Bro, um, about 15 minutes from my house. And I was like, I don't want to do it. Like, I've never sang any of my original songs in front of anybody. Um, but I got up there and I sang them. And then that day, they actually had a band that asked me to open for them the next night um, at this, like, at the place I was just talking about, uh, Sweetwater Grill. Had this little outside stage and it was like the biggest thing I'd ever seen in my whole life, but it actually is really not anymore. I was just so nervous and not used to the whole thing. And uh, I opened for them and out, it's called Hunt County. It's like the 
I don't know, it's called the Hunt County Family. They just latch on to you and they helped me so much with my career. And so I started there, did more open mics around the area and then eventually met, you know, people in the Texas country scene and I've worked my way out doing more of all that stuff. And uh, you said early influences, who, let's see. I always grew up on country music. Like there was always country playing somewhere from my mom's side or my dad's side. My parents are very big into music, and uh, so I was always listening to, like, Rascal Flatts or Kenny Chesney or, I don't know, some of the really early, like, Sarah Evans, like, Suds in the Bucket. Um, <laughs> and now, probably more like Caitlin Butts, Ashton Craft, uh, Chris Stapleton. Just, I don't know, I love those raw voices, like, you've been drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes for... 20 years those are my influences right now so that was kind of all summed up right there <laughs> so how does um you know being in texas um differ from like a nashville artist oh i got asked that question a couple times and honestly like nashville is just a small pond with a lot of fish and texas is kind of more I don't, there's a lot of us here, but we all want to help each other out and like help each other book gigs or just help lift each other up. And I, they do that in Nashville, but I feel like it's more competition based out there um, since there's a lot more of them in such a small pond. Um, you know, thankfully, Texas is just helping each other and lifting each other, helping people open for, I don't really see many openers in Nashville for shows. Um, so I think that that's the difference is we just help lift each other up and there's like no competition really. Yeah, I gotcha. It seems like in Texas, there's tons of venues where it's in Nashville, there's tons of just like bars, like on top of each other. So I could see how there's a big difference there. Have you thought about or been to Nashville to play at all? I've been to Nashville. I've never played, um, but my dad and I took a trip. This was actually right before I started getting into the whole Texas scene. Um, we took a trip and I think it was 2018 and that's when I like flipped my switch and I wanted to start songwriting cause I'd never tried to songwrite. Um, but I saw people that were playing there and I listened to the, I saw like the Grain Ole Opry, I saw a bunch of people there and it really made me want to become a songwriter. And so then I did that. I love Nashville. I really, really love Nashville. I want to go back so bad. Um, just the energy there it feels like a dreamer's paradise. Um, but right now, Texas is definitely where my heart's at because it's my home and it's my people. Uh, but I mean, if it's in the cards in the future, then I'm sure I would pack up and go. But for right now, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, you know, the artists lifting each other up and something I think that I see only here in Texas and I haven't seen elsewhere is like you go to a Billy Bob show and you know, one person's playing Josh Abbott's playing or, or Colby Cooper's playing and like side stages, Randy Travis side stages, Co Wetzel, they just show up. And uh, I think Jordan Walker uh, attends a lot of shows there and stuff. And like, if that, I don't know, I feel like if that happened in Nashville, people lose their minds, but here in Texas, just like, Oh, look at that. Co Wetzel just, you know, standing backstage is fine. Yeah. I, it's a, uh... I am trying to think if there's a time that that's happened to me, but it's so, I don't know. Cause like they obviously listen to other Texas artists as well. And so it's just like, Oh, you know, Co's going to see Josh Abbott cause he loves his music. 
Um, but I mean, it's crazy. It's for another artist. If Co were to show up at one of my shows, I would be like, oh, oh what? <laughs> uh, and it's, I don't know. It's awesome to see that. I mean, in Texas, it's kind of like, oh, you'll see any of them walking down the street and it's no big deal. Or you'll see them at a venue and it's no big deal. They're, they're just there to drink and have a good time. But in Nashville, I feel like they're more reserved and that doesn't happen very often because they're more in like the media's eye and any wrong thing that they can do is going to be, you know, blasted. Unfortunately, uh, in Nashville, that happens more than it does here. But I think it's great to see artists like Co and Randy, especially Randy Travis. I see him all the time at Billy Bob's and that blows my mind. I would start crying. I would like <laughs> break down. Uh, but no, it's it's great to see the support. Yeah. And um, so why, like Texas has like a really self-contained music scene where like you go to Nashville and there's people from everywhere. There's a ton of Georgia. There's a ton of North Carolina, but Texas seems to be pretty self-contained with the exception of like Muscadine bloodline, you know, they have a, they have a pretty big following here, Riley green too. Um, so why do you think that it is that Texas is like so self-contained and so self-sustaining in its music industry? I have no idea. I think the same thing. I mean, we kind of have a mix of, you know, people from Oklahoma too. We have a lot more artists now, like recently, um, you know, J.R. Carroll, Zach Bryan, Holly Beth, like they're all from Oklahoma and, uh, you know, they made their way into the Texas scene. And I don't, I don't know why it's just, you know, mostly Texas with a little bit of Oklahoma, some from kind of just our sharing states, but uh, I don't know. I think it's just like, we want to have our own little thing because Texas has always been its own little thing. And, uh, you know, Texans love Texas and I don't know. I think we're more just traditional country and we like the real country sound. And I don't know. I feel like we just love to be our own thing. You won't find any snap tracks in uh, Texas. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can, uh, I can assure you not. And if you do, that's the second someone hears it, they're like, well, mm -mm, they're not part of us. They're, they're <laughs> um, who do you think from Texas? And I'll kind of narrow it to active artists or more recent artists today. Who from Texas do you think's had the biggest impact on country music, be it inside the state or outside? Cody Johnson has done a, a number on some uh, some people. Uh, let's see, who else? Co is definitely doing some big stuff. Parker, I mean, obviously he just played the Opry. That's insane. Yeah, he did. That's insane. Like, especially him wearing his Cheatham Street hat. Like, I played there the night before he played that show and he was wearing the Cheatham Street hat. And I was like, that's so crazy that somebody from the Texas scene is like doing big things. Cody Jinx has played the Opry. Um, I don't know. There's some, Texas is really doing great. Like the Texas scene is becoming huge, which is awesome. I love it. And uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that, I mean, there's a lot of people now that are up and coming that I know are going to blow the roof off the place once people can actually hear them. But yeah, there's so much talent in this scene for sure. I want to go off on tangent really quick about Cheatham Street. How cool of a place is that? It, I, I've never been down that way. I've never been to Cheatham Street. I've never even seen what it was like. 
Um, I got to open for Cody Hibbard and I love them. They're the nicest people. Um, but I walked in, I was like, this was not what I was expecting. Cause like, it's such a historical place and everybody that's anybody in the scene has played there. And uh, the night after we played there, Wade Bowen played a sold out show and it's like a little dive bar, but it's, it's just a bar. Yeah. It's the coolest thing. And like, everybody was so nice. And honestly, that's the most nervous. I don't get nervous for shows anymore. Cause it's just, it's my favorite thing to do. I feel most comfortable when I'm on stage, but I got so nervous because the people were right there. Like the front table was right in front of me. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so we're here and everybody was so zoned in that there was no talking. I'm used to like college station at the tap when everybody's just talking over you, like you're singing and they're just loud. But at Cheatham Street, they were so zoned in and wanted to do just nothing but sit there and watch the person. And I was like, oh gosh, I've had this for so long. I'm so nervous. But it was so cool. I loved it. What would you say is your favorite venue to play in Texas? I love the tap. I have a special place in my heart for the tap. I have no idea why. I think just like the energy that they bring, um, it's something something different. I don't know. Every time I've been there, it's been great. And the I don't know. That's the place that I just played recently. Um, it it there. I don't know how to explain the vibe that it gives me, but they were the first to sing my lyrics to Patsy kind of night back to me really loud. And just that moment of hearing your words back to you is like nothing else that I can like explain. I, I don't know. I just love the top so much. It's so hard. <laughs> I would move to college station in a heartbeat, but I can't do it. I'm too broke to move, but <laughs> I love college station. Well, how's the experience changed since COVID has become a factor and you've started playing in shows again? How has that experience been like for you? See, my career really started to like almost take off and then COVID hit. And because I dropped my first single on March 5th and then that's when everything happened. And so I was like on my high of like just starting to play shows and then it was gone. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, but thankfully around like my town and stuff, we have a bunch of places that were still open and got to stay open and wanted live music. And so we got to play some shows. Um, but I mean, it's definitely different because everybody has to sit down and they can't be like right in front of you and interacting with you, but it's still fun. And I'm still grateful. I get to play as many shows as I do get to play, but it's definitely different. Yeah, have you had to, sorry go, go ahead have you had to change um the way you play at all for like shows where the people are seated at tables it's honestly kind of you have to read the room like that's a thing you have to have as an artist and a singer is you have to read the room and if they don't like you know your cover of jolene it's like well okay i guess they're gonna want something happier which is not my forte <laughs> but we make it work um i mean it's yeah you really got to read the room because sometimes like at Cheatham Street I actually was singing some sad songs and I was like you know what? I'm gonna sing a happy song for you guys because I think you know you're not really feeling these sad songs and the lady in the front was like yeah let's get that stuff up out of here like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt kind of defeated but it's okay we picked it back up I sang a happy song the one happy song I know and uh she was on there like dancing and I was like whoo missed that one but 
<laughs> it's different because everybody has to sit down, but they're still into it and dancing in their seat as much as it can be. Yeah, and I, w- I wanted to, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening that heard you say that you're playing shows and like while everything else was shut down, there's still some places that live music and they're probably like, oh, Texas, how dare they? But like, I don't know, you, you know better than I do, like how are these rooms with COVID just kind of, I guess, if you can put it to bed, like just kind of put it to bed that it's just like, boy, these live, live shows shouldn't be happening. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely understand where those people could be coming from, you know, saying that it's not right to have these shows and stuff but um with every show that i've gotten to play it has been under control and contained and you have to wear your mask you have to sit down you have to i mean even at one place um out here silver saloon which is one of my favorite places ever um they check your temperature right when you walk into the door and so they don't let anybody in and it's limited capacity everywhere we go um so it's definitely being secured and monitored and they have people walking around all the time being like, hey, sit down, you know, and if you're going to go to the bar and get your drink, put your mask on. And when you sit back down, you can take it off. But it's definitely been secure and safe. So. Now, thinking big picture, what is one venue that you want to play at, but you haven't gotten the opportunity to yet? Billy Bob's. I I mean, I'm that's the answer for every Texas artist, I'm sure, but Billy Bob's is definitely the big goal. Um, just that stage is crazy. Even going just to see a concert, um, it's just like so overwhelming because you want to be there. When I saw Mike Ryan there, I cried. I don't know if it was because <laughs> of Mike. It probably was because I'm a big Mike Ryan fan. But um, seeing him on that stage, it's like I would love to play that stage in that is a huge goal just to be able to say like, I played Billy Bob's, like I headlined at Billy Bob's Um, and seeing, you know, Colby do it. And I know a bunch of my personal friends who have played it and they just, they can't even explain how awesome it is to play it. So definitely Billy Bob's. Even if it's open for somebody, I would love that. (laughs) That would be fine with me. (laughs) Yeah. I was at the uh, Colby Cooper's Billy Bob's debut. And like for someone who's, for lack of a better term, a real hard ass. Like he does, you know, he's, he's really soft with his, with his daughter and all that, but like you could tell it meant the world to him. And like, there was a couple of times where he had to like stand back and just be like, wow, like it really I'm meant the world. To to, like, I, when he's here, like <laughs> I would get chills. That's so crazy. I would, I can't even imagine how that would feel to be like standing on that stage, just looking out at the people that are sitting there listening to music. That's, that's crazy. Well, I'd say it's only a matter of time for you. Oh, well, I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> you hinted at it a little bit, but your EP Words to Say came out back in October. Um, what was the process of putting that together like? It was so much fun. I have always wanted to have an EP, obviously. And um, I mean, thankfully, my producer, uh, his name is Tyler Thompson, and he used to play drums for Chris Colston. He now plays drums for me. Um, but he, we met one night at a Chris Colston show and he was like, yeah, I'm a producer. And I was like, okay, well I'm looking for a producer. So let's, let's get it going. And Tyler and I, even after, you know, doing the two singles before the EP, we just, we work so well together. He knows he can like read my brain. Cause sometimes I can't get out what I want to say and how I feel about a song, but he just knows and we just click so well. And so we got into the studio and I was like, listen, 
I don't know what I want this EP to be. I was like, I don't want it to be that depressing because I know I write sad songs, but I don't want to make everybody cry. I was like, we could have at least one or two, but that's about it. And so he's like, okay, I got you. And we, you know, put the fiddle on there. I was like, I want it to be more traditional country with the fiddle, um, but also like Rodeo Queen is more like a heavier rock, like Southern rock type song. And um, I wanted to show off like everything that I can be, I mean, there's obviously more than that and that might come in the future but yeah I think it's a good mix of like everything that I like to sound like with more southern rock but also sad and acoustic type thing with all my music so it was a fun process and we're currently in the studio right now again uh, working on the full-length album which is also very fun um I'll have a couple singles come out before that but it's, I just love being in the studio. I tweeted about it not too long ago, but it's my second home, favorite place to be. I love it. Yeah, that EP definitely has a good balance of like heartbreak songs and then the like faster kind of like FU songs, I guess, for lack Absolutely. of a better term. But yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how's the reception of that been? Have you, it's, it seems to be getting tons of uh, streams. Yeah. So my one song, my second single, Forever, was actually put on Texas Music Now. And that was huge. I remember I was in the kitchen and I just started screaming. And I texted Tyler immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, I was put on Texas music now. Like, what is my life? And um, it really helped. Like being on that, I got, that was the first song to hit over 100,000 streams for me, which was one of my biggest goals that I had for myself and my music. And um, so that really helped the EP. But I mean, the what I've heard, the people like it. So uh, thankfully, and yeah, I'm excited to get more stuff out for sure. It's definitely one of those that you listen to the whole EP and you just have to keep listening to it. That's kind of what I did when I first discovered it. So thanks. I appreciate that. Um, did you record a lot of it during COVID or was it um, in the works pre um, the pandemic? It actually, we started it uh, pre pandemic, but then we had like a little spot where we had nothing going and I was not in the studio at all and I started stressing because I really wanted it to be out and then we got it finished during um during COVID whole thing just because we had both been home and the studio is just me and him like there's nobody else in there when we're in there it's just me and him and um so it was obviously not like we had full band and you know million producers it's literally just me and Tyler just sitting in a studio doing music so we got it done um but then we held it off for a while because streams weren't doing great for anybody in general because everybody was at home they weren't you know driving out listening to music and all that stuff so we put it on hold for a little bit and um but then I finally was like you know what release it release it because I can't keep it in my back pocket anymore so just put it out there um but it all worked out. Nice. Yeah. One of the cool things that I picked up on it was um, the title words to say it's um, from Patsy kind of night. It's the first line. How did you kind of pick that? Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I don't know if anybody's asked me about this yet, <laughs> but I struggled so bad with what I wanted to call the EP. I had like a notebook of just a million of like my song lyrics just in there 
And I, cause I knew I wanted it to be a song lyric because I got it, I got the idea from Flatland Calvary actually, cause they did an EP called Come May. And um, that's from one of their songs. I can't even think about what it is right now, but um, I really liked that idea. And so I was like, I want to do that. And I had like a, my top three and I sent it to like 10 people. And I was like, which one, please help me decide. And they all came back with a different answer. And it was <laughs> so stressful. But then I finally like, I looked at words to say, and I was like, I think that's it. I was like, that one just makes the most sense to me because these are my words that I have to say to these people. And, you know, this is what I've been going through and here it is. So then I was like, yep, that's it. That's called words to say. And, but I struggled so bad, so bad. I stressed for at least two weeks straight and I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out, but we got there eventually. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely unique. And I think it sets it apart from other albums or EPs. Yeah, and it's I, I couldn't even I, I, I wouldn't even be able to choose like a title to an EP, like, because like the the title is what people see and like it introduces them to what it is, um, and so yeah, I I really like that you went the route of going and finding a lyric rather than, um, let's see which one of these has been streamed the most. Okay, that one, right? Yeah, no, I did. I definitely didn't want to do that, um, because I had somebody be like, hey, just name it, you know, Rodeo Queen, and I was like, mm -mm, nope. I'm not doing that. Um, I was like, I want to be different. I want to be quirky. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I have always had that idea in my head since I saw Flatland. I was like, that's really cool. So it worked out. Yeah. And I want to talk about your most recent release, Texas Rain. It was released here in 2021, not too long ago. Um, so kind of take us through the story behind that one and how it came to be. So I posted a cover of my version of it from a female perspective on Twitter in April, I think. Um, and for whatever reason, people really loved it and they were retweeting it. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of blowing up. Like this is the most that I've ever received on any of my tweets. Um, and people were messaging me. They're like, please record this, like from your version. I love this song. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, so I got in touch with the songwriters. I asked their permission if I could record it and um, obviously, you know, give rights to them and their royalties and all that stuff. Um, and so I messaged Tyler and I was like, hey, let's record Texas Rain. And so we got in there and we did it and put it out. And it's been my fastest streaming song. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I think it's almost at or it could have hit 90,000 today, which is crazy because it's only been out since the 1st of January. It's over um, 90,000. Yeah, I think it's close to 100,000. Yeah. yeah. Getting ah, there. Okay. Um, <laughs> not mentally prepared for that, but all right. Um, yeah, we, that was such a fun process because I wanted it to sound kind of like the original, but I also wanted it to be completely different because I didn't want to put the same song out there and people would be like, mm, okay, well, I've heard this before. <laughs> Um, especially because it was from a different perspective so I wanted to change it altogether. and yeah I'm really glad they said yes because I really wanted to put it out and it was already recorded so I was really glad they said yes. <laughs> I think I might have missed this but what artist put that out already? Um, so it's actually an, a shotgun rider seven miles south. It was seven okay. miles south at first and then they also did it a shotgun rider and then RIP Shotgun Rider. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to that because I didn't even realize that when I heard your version of it. Yeah, it's from it's originally from the male 
point of view and then okay. I switched it up and said yeah. do female that's cool and how did putting that one out this year uh differ from your first release I I think just having a bigger fan base and bigger following now definitely helped and that it went kind of crazy on Twitter because people were looking forward to it and um I mean, we decided to drop it on New Year's Eve. Uh, when the ball dropped, we dropped a song as well. And um, I think that that was cool because it's just like people want new music and people want to start their year off with some new music. So we were just planning for that. And then thankfully it came out. There was a little bit of trouble doing that as well. But it came out and everything's good now. And I think people just are ready for new music after everything that's gone on and they just want something new to listen to. And so I guess they liked what they heard and they've been playing it. And it was also put on Texas music now as well, thankfully, um, which is still mind blowing to me. I'm very thankful to Spotify and John Marks for that. So. Yeah. I can't decide if this one's my favorite because it's between this one and Rodeo Queen for sure that I've probably streamed it a thousand times in the past like week alone it's it's seriously it's it's one of the brightest spots of 2021 i think um so far 2021 has been kind of eh with the music um but man texas rain has just been such a bright spot and i've i've really loved i love that song i really do i also really like that it's kind of more um southern rock kind of because i mean a little secret, I guess. My single that's coming out next, I'm not, I don't have a date yet, but um, it's called Drag Me Down. And it is definitely more on the rock heavy side of like, screw you type song. And uh, I think that I really like that. And uh, it kind of shows more because like Patsy Kind of Night and Forever were kind of more traditional country slowed down whatever and this one just kind of shows people like i can do more than that and um yeah i really like that it makes me feel powerful <laughs> I'm, I'm already putting that one on my playlist i love i think i think i drew so much sort of text rain and radio queen because of the rock influence and i i absolutely love that stuff yeah i got that from my dad for sure which song or songs from your catalog would you say mean the most to you Oh, um, probably next time because I wrote next time for my best friends who were going to college five hours away from me. And, uh, that was a really, really like hard time in my life. And, uh, so I wrote that song for my friends and I don't know, just that whole recording process. I just sat down with Tyler and we did the whole song, recorded the whole song in like an hour and a half. And I don't know, just that whole song to me means so much and I can barely sing it live now. Like I, I get so emotional with it and uh, yeah, that one, or there's a song that's going to be on the album called just another night, which I posted a little snippet of it on my Twitter, not too long ago. Um, I wrote it for a friend of mine who's in like a really toxic relationship and we stayed up really late one night just talking about it. And then the next day I wrote that song. And for whatever reason, I just love that song. And I'm really glad that I wrote it, but it's like super personal, not to me, but for the person. Um, so probably those two, I would say. 
Is there one that is more fun to play at your shows? We haven't played it yet, but I'm sure Drag Me Down is going to be so much fun. Uh, that and what's the other one? I mean, Texas Rain is fun. Texas Rain is so fun to play because people are like, wait, I know that song. And then I'm like, boom, from a different <laughs> perspective, surprise. <laughs> so yeah, probably those two. Makes sense. Is there, what about um, kind of when, when you sit up there and you're playing the song, is there one that is more rewarding to you um that kind of reminds you like how you got to where you are practically kind of like 100 percent uh that's my baby it's actually so so close to a hundred thousand streams as well and um it's almost been a year that i put it out it'll be a year on march 5th and uh i don't know just that song was the song for me that kind of is where i told myself that i can be a songwriter and then I could actually do the whole songwriting thing. And um, I mean, people are starting to like sing the song back to me. And even the people that were at Cheatham Street knew the words. And I was like, whoa, we're in St. Marcus. Like I'm four hours away from home right now. And people know these words. And that, I mean, you can see that by the numbers on Spotify. But for some reason, it doesn't click in my brain that like other people besides the people that are around me listen to it. And um so probably that one, just because it has always held a special place in my heart. It's my first song. It's my baby. And yeah, probably that one. We also do talked you, about, go ahead, Hunter. I was going to ask, um, do you write a lot of your songs by yourself or do you have yeah, other co-writers? Yeah, all of my songs are written by myself. I've never co-written ever in my life. Um, I want to for sure this year. I've reached out to a couple artists and we're going to probably sit down and co-write. And I, I have no idea how that's going to go. Um, but I'm excited and I think it could really help and open up a new opportunity for sure. But I mean, all the songs that are out and that are going to be on the album are all by me, all myself. So yeah. that's cool. And besides being an artist, this is probably going to be a bad way to put it, but you're also a musician. You play a few different instruments. You want to talk about some of that? I mean, I'm not the greatest musician. I will tell you that. <laughs> but I play guitar I've been playing guitar since I was I think I've been playing it for like six years six or seven years I don't know but I'm still not that great at it at all I uh <laughs> I definitely rely on my lead player a lot and I'm like hey <laughs> here you can play this one because I don't want to play it because I'll mess it up but I also play piano I took piano for three years in high school um I taught myself before then I taught myself to play guitar as well and then I play like the teeniest amount of ukulele, but that's about it. But this year I am, I'm manifesting it right now. I'm going to learn how to play drums and the bass. My producer is going to teach me both of them. <laughs> so you're going to just cut and record a song that's like all you, the lead, the I drums, everything. Yeah, we were talking about it um, the other day on the way to Tyler. I was like, dude. I want to learn how to play drums so I can get in there and just like drum because Adele actually plays drums on hello. And so I was like, that's so cool. I was like, that just would be cool to say. And so I'm going to teach myself. I'm determined because I already have the rhythm part and I'm not that bad at drums already. So I just want to like, you know, get in there and go for it. And it's a good way to take your anger out. So I'm <laughs> Um, I want to give you a chance to talk about some of your friends or some of your peers. Who are some up and coming artists 
maybe from Texas, maybe not from Texas, uh, that we should know about? Um, definitely. The first one that just came to my mind was J.R. Carroll. Um, he is amazing. He's from Oklahoma. Um, so we kind of, you know, he's kind of in here. He's kind of not. Uh, but he's so talented and he's a hell of a songwriter. Same with Jordan Nix. Um, he's also amazing. Um, I just got to, oh, y'all actually posted about him. Uh, Jacob Stelly. Yeah. I got to sing harmonies on Dark Side of the Moon and that song is amazing. He's amazing. And, you know, anybody that I post about or that I'm friends with her, amazing. Tanner Estry, um, Parker Ryan. There's so many. I always feel like I miss out. And then, like, all my friends are like, wow, you didn't <laughs> include me. Good. I'm like, no, I just, my brain doesn't work half the time. Um, but seriously, all of my friends are insanely talented it's crazy it is absolutely like mind-blowing to me that i get to play with him and open for them and it's crazy yeah there's so much talent coming out of texas right now it's i think the future is pretty bright absolutely yeehaw (laughs) yeehaw (laughs) so you've kind of mentioned you got that album coming out but um what all is in store for 2021 for you so we have a single coming out uh it shouldn't be too long i don't know when exactly we're going to release it but it shouldn't be too long um probably a couple more singles after that and then maybe an album i'm not sure when the album's going to be done but um it's definitely in the works for sure definitely more full band shows which i'm very excited about because there's just something about performing with a full band that you can't beat Cause like you'll play with full band and then you'll have to go do an acoustic show with just yourself. And you're like, I kind of miss the full band here. <laughs> um, but definitely more of that and just playing as many shows as we get to play and uh, definitely taking advantage of that. Um, and yeah. Getting out of this little bubble that I'm in, like I, I want to go out and travel and get a van and do all that stuff. And cause it was really fun to be on a van to go to San Marcos and, you know, have to drive back and it's like five o'clock in the morning when you get home and you're just like, I'm ready to sleep. <laughs> uh, but definitely more of all of that. So it's, it's an exciting year. Um, not going to like jinx it or anything. Cause I don't want to repeat of 2020. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's gone good so far. So hopefully it will stay this way. All right. Well, before we turn you loose for the rest of the night, I want to give you a chance. You got the floor to just let everybody know where they can find you, who you are again, tease Texas rain, tease that EP that came out in October, tease upcoming stuff. Just let everybody know who you are and where they can find you. Okay. Well, again, my name is Gracie York. Um, You can find me on all music streaming platforms under just Gracie York. Um, I have new single Texas rain. I have an EP out. Uh, We have more stuff coming very soon. And, uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, everything. Probably just look up Grace York. I think I'll pop up. Um, I have a website. It has merch. Uh, we're about to get some new merch in. And, yeah, that's where you can find me. All right, Gracie. Well, thanks for hanging out with us this afternoon. We Absolutely. we appreciate it. We'll have to uh, get you back on here again when that full-length record drops. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, Absolutely.
thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview there with Grace York. She, uh, she's got a lot of really cool insight. Um, she's really entrenched in the country music scene, which is really cool. And again, just on the verge of really blowing up down here. Um, so I would recommend getting on the bandwagon before it's a little bit too late there, but go ahead and leave a five-star review for us. If you liked our show, if you enjoyed the interview, it helps us grow, helps us become more visible and then ultimately just helps us improve. So if you have any suggestions for artists that you'd like to hear on here, let us know on social media, shoot us a DM or uh, go ahead and drop it in that review right down there. And before we get out of here, I wanted to tell everyone to check out our website, tgatecountry.com. Uh, there we have links to our podcast, articles about our guests, new music releases, a whole lot more. Uh, we got some really exciting stuff coming up ahead uh, on that. But check it out, it's tgatecountry.com. But thanks everyone for listening again, and we'll see you all right back here next week. Mm-hmm.